what is up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the formula one gridlock podcast my name is nathan charles and i'm here with my co-host chase bozung chase how you doing today i'm good i'm doing good so the portuguese 2021 grand prix chase give me some initial thoughts what do you think uh, initial thoughts i mean it was a race that's that's the best way i could say it it was a race that's how i feel about it wow uh that's tough yeah it is but <laughs> you know nothing to write home about personally okay well right. a couple things but we'll get to them later so. i'm sure we'll get to them all right uh why don't we just jump into the race rundown uh the winner of the 2021 portuguese grand prix lewis hamilton in the mercedes not really a surprise and second, also not really a surprise, Max Verstappen in the Red Bull. Third place, Valtteri Bottas in the Mercedes. Fourth place, Sergio Perez in the Red Bull. Fifth place, Lando Norris in McLaren. Sixth place, Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari. Seventh place, Esteban Ocon in the Alpine. Eighth place, Fernando Alonso in the Alpine. Ninth place, Daniel Ricciardo in the McLaren. Tenth place, Pierre Gasly in the Alpha Tauri. Eleventh, Carlos Sainz in the second Ferrari. 12th place, Antonio Giovinazzi in the Alfa Romeo. 13th, Sebastian Vettel in the Aston Martin. 14th, his teammate, Lance Stroll, in the Aston Martin. 15th place, Yuki Tsunoda in the Alfa Tauri. 16th place, George Russell in the Williams. 17th, Mick Schumacher in the Haas. 18th, Nicholas Latifi in the Williams. 19th, Nikita Mazepin in the Haas. And only one non-finisher, Kimi Raikkonen, in the Alfa Romeo car. Uh, I believe he hit his teammates and his front wing went underneath his car and ended his race. Very unfortunate for a world champion of, of Kimmy's stature to do, to make seemingly a pretty simple mistake like that. But that's where we're at. That's where we're at. All right, Chase, why don't you give me your one word review? Uh, it's going to be bland. There are, there were a couple high points, but for me personally, the top three couldn't be any more boring. Hmm. You've got you've got the two that we know are fighting for the championship, and that that can kind of get boring, uh, especially if it's not like a fun fight, right? If one just dominates the whole race, and then you've got third place to Bottas. It's just wasn't this the you know didn't we see this in twenty twenty where it's just those three and then everybody else for most of the races. I don't know. I hate to be that harsh, but it's it's predictable to a degree, if you know what I mean. I totally understand what you mean, and and I love the spicy takes, Chase. You know that. <laughs> give me your hot. Give me your salty. Give me your spicy takes. I love them. I love them. My one word review of this race, and I don't know. I maybe fudged it this week, but I I said false start. I thought, you know, I I was kind of dumping on. Uh, Valtteri Bottas last week I was calling him mediocre I was calling him a bum and he goes and he puts the Mercedes on pole and I clapped I said great job way to go Valtteri and then once again he proves how mediocre he is he gets passed by his teammate he gets passed by Max Verstappen he holds on to the lead for maybe 20 laps which is all right but then he gets passed and it's like all right well that's that's it's it that's over he's done he's not gonna win now like there was never a moment where i was like there was never a moment 
where I was like, Valtteri Bottas is in first and he's going to win. There was never a moment where I thought that. I always knew somebody was going to pass him. For me, it was just, I knew he was going to get passed. And personally, I was just waiting for Hamilton to do it. Even though Max was in second for a bit, I was just, I was waiting for like a pit stop or something to get Hamilton there. And then Bottas, I knew it was just going to fall down the ladder. Just mattered how far. All right, Chase, let's shift focus a little bit and talk about your driver of the day. Who was it? My driver of the day was Akon. I almost went with Alonzo. I almost went with him, but I kind of shied away just because of his statistics, you know, his race stature, you could say. But Akon, he's not, you know, it's not like you're looking at him every race to be like, ooh, is he going to do this? Personally, I'm not looking at him that much. And to get seventh, that's pretty good. I mean, you know, passing Daniel Ricardo, Gasly, Sainz, those are those are usually those people who hold that position. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Esteban Ocon had a great race. And again, you know, passing Ricardo, passing Pierre, passing Carlos Sainz. In three, uh, all three of those cars are arguably better than Ocon's Alpine. So to have a good points finish, to be right there with his teammate, Fernando Alonso, uh, Esteban Ocon, I, I really can't argue with you. I did go a different direction. My driver of the day, Chase, is Sergio mm-hmm. Perez. That's fair. And I'll tell you why. It's because this is the Sergio Perez that I have been wanting from the first race. This is the consistent, this is the Sergio Perez that one, uh, where did he win? In Turkey, not Turkey. In Bahrain, lastly, this is the this is the race winner, Sergio Perez, the Sergio Perez that can put on a set of medium tires and go fifty laps. Right, that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. The the way he was able to drive that Red Bull, I understand he got he ended up getting fourth, and not on the podium, but that podium is coming. I mean, that podium's coming. The, this this race could have gone either way for him. This was a good race for him. Uh, and, and for that reason, he is my driver of the day. I think I think this, this type of performance is exactly what Red Bull needs to balance out the, the like, really, like, the, the violence that Max Verstappen brings to the racetrack with Sergio Perez being that consistent points getter, that consistent performance. If, God forbid you know, Max, you know, spins out, does doing something crazy, doing something Max Verstappen would do. They need to know that Sergio Perez is going to be up there in the top five, getting them points every week. And he can do that. And that's why they got him. I I completely agree. I mean, like you said, they, they need a consistent second seed because we haven't seen one for a couple years. We've, we haven't gotten a consistent second seed. And I think uh, given different circumstances, and by that I mean he got a, he got a bad start off the beginning. Uh, that's that's well known. Uh, but I, I think given like it's a tighter race between the top four, assuming it's it stays the same that it is currently, I, I think he could battle Bottas and win that battle. I don't I don't see Bottas winning that battle if Pierre is like breathing down his neck. Uh, if Sergio is, yeah. Maybe. Perez's. Perez, sorry. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. 
I agree. All right, Chase. Give me your team of the week. It's no surprise because it can't be anyone else in my eyes. Even though it's so predictable, it has to be it has to be Alpine. It has mm-hmm. to be. We're talking mid-pack field outplacing McLaren, Ferrari, and even AlphaTauri, even though AlphaTauri is a mid-pack field, we know how strong they are. Yeah, because, they're a good team. You know, they're Red Bull's test team, essentially. So it's it's got to be Alpine. Alpine, of course, finishing 7th and 8th uh, with their drivers, both uh, both in the points there. That's a that's a great... I mean, that's a great result for them, really. That, Perfect. You really can't ask for too much better than that. Not if you're um, Alpine, no way. Yeah, for sure. Now you said it can only be Alpine, and I disagree. I disagree with that mm-hmm. uh, because my pick is I'm I'm sticking on the Red Bull train. Sergio Perez was my driver of the day. My team of the week is going to be Red Bull. I think this is the Red Bull. I think this is what Red Bull wanted when they pick when they dropped Albon at the end of the at the end of last season and picked up Sergio Perez. This this exact thing them cutting the mercedes maybe max gets up into it gets up into first and, and perez gets in the third you know if, if you know maybe that's their ideal but this this is what red bull has been missing for two and a half seasons is a consistent driver up in the points you know qualifying well finishing well not doing anything dumb not getting spun out by lewis hamilton like right this was a good outing from Red Bull. And I understand that they didn't win the race and Red Bull's always trying to win. But they can't this is a real this is a really, really good result for them, and I don't think they should leave uh, you know, with their tails between their legs. I think this I think they should be really, really happy with this. I agree. Now it's time, Chase, for my favorite segment. You know it. We all know it. It's worst of the weekend. So, Chase, I gotta know. What was your worst of the weekend? Oh, man. I mean, there's a couple outliers. Nothing crazy, you know. Nothing nothing too crazy. A couple outliers. But I personally, and this is a bit of a curveball, because you expect it to a degree, but I went with Mazepin. And, and let me explain my reasoning. I went with Mazepin because he was just... So far behind everyone else. <laughs> like even even his teammate and Latifi. And like I know you expect that from Mazapin, but it's like it still has to be disappointing when not even the back of the pack is the back of the pack, if you know what I mean. It's and and I could have gone with, you know, Raikkonen crashing, but mm. I don't. I don't think that was a huge enough mistake to be, to be personally bring him down a notch. In my opinion, he he hit the back of his teammate. He was going really fast. Like the commentator said during it, he could have been looking somewhere else. He is a world champion, but for me, it's got to be the fact that Mazepin can't even compete with his teammate. You know. Yikes! You're right. You're not wrong. Um, I think uh, there were some issues too with. Uh, blue flag blue flag stuff right oh really? when yeah i think so when lewis and and and, and max and 
were like coming around and, and lapping him probably for the second time. Yeah. There were some issues with he him getting in maybe Perez's way, I think. Uh, Perez obviously was in front on really old tires and Lewis was catching him. And, and I think that that Mazepin kind of held Perez up, you know, allowing Lewis to catch him even faster. So yeah, definitely not the cleanest race from yeah. our boy. He's not really our boy. I wouldn't call him. Our yeah. Boy. Uh, Nikita I, Mazepin. If I'm reading this right, I think he was a minute off of Latifi, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's. Yeah. A minute down from Latifi. A minute down from Latifi. And they're the back of the pack. Is that true? No way. That's the that's the sixty six lap. Look at the top. I know, I know that's the end. Oh my. Yeah. 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 According to the graphic on the Formula One stream, yeah, you're right. He was down a minute. Like that's almost getting lapped a third time. Oh boy. By everyone else, almost. Mm-hmm. Definitely a tough weekend. Definitely definitely deserves to be in the worst of the weekend. Yeah. Um, but I I can't dogpile on the guy. That's fair. That's fair. I can't do it. It just makes me feel bad. <laughs> so I have to go with and this isn't even something that was in the race, but Daniel Ricardo qualifying in 16th yeah. has to be one of the most embarrassing moments of his professional career so far. And this kid, he's not a kid. He's older than me, but <laughs> I mean, what? I, I don't know what was going on there. And I don't That's even want to want to blame it on like, Ooh, they had, maybe they had like a, a car trouble. It's like, Get it together. You can have car troubles in in the free practice. That's what those are for. If you have a if you have a car trouble during the race, like whatever. That's like that's the peak, right? That's that's when the car is is getting run the the longest and the and the fastest. Mm-hmm. But but during qualifying, like you're able to go in and work on the car and go back out. Like I don't know if they have like an excuse for it. But in my opinion, like, there's no excuse for that. That McLaren is the is in the top five probably fastest cars. I would put it either. I agree. Either third or fourth, I would think. Don't you think? Yeah, I'd third go with fourth. I'd go with third. To I think see it's... it down, it with Alfa Romeo and Williams is oh my. Yeah, that has to be one of the absolute worst feelings for a driver of daniel ricardo's uh you know caliber because i do rate daniel ricardo highly actually chicks i agree why don't we transition into the newest segment and by newest i mean i came up with it last week let's go inside the paddock chase yeah going in daniel ricardo chase 31 years old racing out of perth in australia great guy lovely guy Super funny, always smiling. I like him a lot. I think he's one of my favorite drivers. I agree. But, Chase, do you think that with this 
this, you know, kind of shaky start to the season. Are we seeing the beginning of the end for Daniel Ricardo? Do you think he'll ever be as fast as he was? I uh I don't I don't think so. No. I think uh 31's not ancient. That's the same age as Sergio Perez. That's Bottas's age. That's younger than Hamilton. It's younger than Vettel by only two years. Wow, I thought Vettel was older. Jiminy Crickets. Uh, and then, let's see, Raikkonen the oldest. Younger than Raikkonen by 10 years. I don't think we're seeing the end of him. I don't know what happens during qualifying. Can't, can't explain that. I mean, like you said, that's highlight worst moment of his career, debatably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I think uh, I don't think he's done bad this season, ex- excluding that. Right, he's gotten points every single race. I uh, I've I've listened to a lot of videos and podcasts talk about him, and I kind of gotta agree with him. I think he's still kind of finding his foot in the McLaren, and uh, I think I think my hope is that soon here he'll start actually contending his teammate who is arguably the third best racer on the grid currently, in my opinion, uh, just by race results and whatnot. Uh, I I don't think we're seeing the end of him. I think he's, I mean, I want to say on his way out in the sense of like it's, he went from a contending team to a kind of contending team, but it's McLaren, and McLaren's pulling through this season, so... I don't think we're seeing the end of him personally. I'd like to hope we aren't at least. Well, I just want to clarify. My question was, are we, are we beginning to, are, are we at the start of the end? Like, have we reached the Zenith vocabulary word? Mm -hmm. Uh, Have we reached the Zenith? Have we reached the top? Have we already seen the peak of Daniel Ricardo at Red Bull at Alpine? Or not, well, it was Renault at the time, now Alpine. Are we ever going to get that level of aggressiveness, that level of speed out of him again? Because I, 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 this is, this is hard for me because I don't know. I think so. I tend to agree with you that he's still uh, trying to, to, to find his footing in that McLaren car. I think that McLaren car is quick. I think it's quicker than we've seen so far. I think Lando Norris has shown that that if you're consistent in that car, it it will give you good results. And so I need to see Daniel Ricardo get those good results out of the car. He hasn't done it yet. But but the, it's the same thing with Sergio Perez, right? Where he's been mm-hmm. his whole deal was he's so consistent, he hasn't been consistent up until this I feel like this was a good race for him consistency-wise. Well, uh, to answer your question a bit more on the nail here, if it's the beginning of the end, I don't think it's at the beginning. I think, I think if we're if we're talking about the beginning, I think the beginning was leaving Red Bull. He didn't do phenomenal in Renault, and it was Renault. What what can you do? So I think we. I don't think it's the beginning. If it is the start, if he is declining, right? If he doesn't pick it back up, right? And it's just down, downward graph from here. I think it started at Renault. I don't think it started here at You McLaren. think it started at Renault? Because in, in 2020, he had two podiums at Renault. Yeah. He but had with two three races finishes. in. 
We're three races in, right? Yeah. Three races in, and it's Ricardo, the king of light breaking. I mean, I think if it, if we saw his peak was Renault was Red Bull, and this this is just a bump, I guess you could say. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we're seeing it because he's he's getting good results for a brand new car. Uh, and I mean, maybe he should be getting better results. That's up. I- I will say this. I expected better out of him so far. That's fair. That's fair. I thought he would be fighting with Lando Norris. I kind of agree. And he's not. He's not. But uh, I I think he's going to – I think his graph, if we're looking at a graph here once again, keep going back to that, I think it's going to go up. I think I think this is the season for it to go up. We know McLaren, like you said, it's con- if you if you drive it well, it, it drives well for you, right? Like Point. Norris pointed out, uh, points out each race. I think he's gonna start getting up to the pack. It. I think it's only a matter of time. And if it is the beginning of his downfall, I think we saw it at Renault, despite the two podiums, because I think he could pick up two podiums this season. We've got how many more races? Uh, nineteen, twenty, <laughs> a lot. More. Yeah, a lot more, and we could also see a lot happen. You know, we could see another Bottas incident where it's wet and Bottas isn't even in the equation for the top five, you know? So, yeah, I I don't think it's the beginning. And if if he is on a downward spiral, I think we already saw the beginning. Hmm. What do you think? That's a good take. That's hard. It's so hard for me. Yeah. Because, again, like, I do like the guy, so I tend to look at him and his career in a positive light. But if he doesn't start fighting Lando soon, I I'm gonna tend to say that he's our, he's on the down he's on the down slide. That's it's like what it's like this is McLaren is the perfect team for him. Perfect. In my opinion. I think he and Lando fit well together. I lo- really love their um their team principal and Andreas Seidel. He's a great, great guy, really fun guy. And I feel like they get along super well. Like McLaren is the perfect team for him. If he and if he can't succeed, I I don't see him going somewhere else and succeeding. Like I don't where I else, do agree with that. Where else would he go? I think uh, I think if he doesn't succeed, it is it is the downfall. But I think he will succeed. Maybe it's a hope. Maybe it's a strong hope. But I think he will. Do you think, yes or no, real quick, do you think a McLaren is going to win a race this season? Yes. I agree. I agree. And uh, I can I can elaborate because we could have we could have crashes, right? We know Verstappen and Hamilton, they go at it hard. They, they go do. at it hard. Uh but also even taking crashing out, someone like Norris gets the pole, he could just not lose it, you know? Hmm. That's a good point. That's and to elaborate point. on your uh, McLaren being Daniel's perfect team, I couldn't I couldn't agree more because he he'd be in the shadow of Hamilton at Mercedes. He can't fight Verstappen. We we saw that uh, two years ago, two three years ago, and Verstappen's way better than he was two three years ago. Yeah. Uh 
Ferrari, I don't think, are there yet with their car. And then he would also be overshadowed by they want to make Leclerc happy because he's their rising star. And then we've got the mid-pack. So I I agree perfectly. It's perfect team for him. Norris isn't so dominant that he'll pull a Verstappen, like a 2017 Verstappen on Ricardo. But he's enough to challenge Ricardo. Yeah, definitely. I think we saw that too um, last race, not not Portugal, Portugal, but was it Imola where Imola mm-hmm. where they they did the team orders and and Lando went above him, went ahead of yeah. him. Yeah, I don't think we would have seen that at Red Bull with with Daniel and Max. Like, I don't think if that situation were ever to come up, it would be as easy as it was then, and and even then, it wasn't so easy just because. I mean, again, Daniel really is a racer. Like he, he's yeah. going full out all the time. Yeah, I think in that if if we had switched the roles, play, played a little fantasy game here. I think if it was Red Bull in that scenario, I think Max would have passed him without team orders. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Speaking of team orders, uh, when I was watching the race, uh, and then again, they, they showed it in the highlights, when Hamilton finally passes Bottas, Bottas kind of like cuts to the inside, mm-hmm. and let kind of Lewis just kind of goes around him. I I think I think there might have been a team order there. You think a non-public team order went out? I think I think something happened, and, and they said, hey, look, Valtteri, like, you're doing well, but Lewis is like, 10 times quicker than you pull over and let him pass you like, and they were still racing each other. So I don't know. I haven't like, I would be interested to see if there's, if there's some, uh, I, I know there's like, there's like apps or like, um, websites that broadcast the team radios, uh, during Mm -hmm. the, uh, I'd love to, to try to find one of those and, and pull it up and listen to it during the, while I'm also watching the race on Sundays. Yeah. Just uh, to see if, if you can catch little things like that. Cause obviously like those Mercedes are, are both running. Like you don't want them fighting, you know, for, for one out. and two like that all the time, like for an extended period of time, because the longer you do it, obviously the, the more chance you're going to run into each other. And you also have the concept of you destroy each other's tires for Max just to swoop in. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. To add two things to that, first is a question. Do you think it was team let's say let's say it is team orders. Do you think it was team orders because Hamilton was faster or because Hamilton's the championship contender? Uh both. I tend to think it's both. I we're still early on so I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's le- it was less lewis is the championship contender but like certainly like later on in the season if we see something like this happen again that will most likely be the reason um but uh, lewis was like just, was just a lot faster than valtry at that point i don't know if his tires were younger or or what the deal was but i don't know it's a, it just looked odd because i i wanted because when I when I initially saw it, I really didn't think that much of it. And then when I went back and was was watching some highlights, I noticed it. And then I just rewatched the highlights before we started recording here, and I noticed it again. He definitely like pulls off to a side where Lewis isn't even going. Like Lewis isn't breaking or isn't cutting to the inside. He's mm-hmm. actually cutting outside, and so they kind of split. 
And I went, hmm. Yeah. Huh. Why'd he do that? I don't know. On the subject of it being too early, uh, I'll I'll add two things to that, and I still have one thing to the prior passing. But on the subject of it being too early, we've seen it. I don't know how soon it was, but we've seen a very early call by Ferrari. They did it with Schumacher and uh, I forget who else. But like early in the season, they were like, okay, he's got to win this race. Pull aside. And everyone was like, whoa, very early. Uh, And I also think... If I'm, if I'm Mercedes, I'm fearing the fact that Hamilton might not win. I mean, eight points separates them currently, or something like that. Not a lot of points for sure. Yeah, so I, I'm fearing that. Yeah, less than eight, less than eight points. And then uh, dad, something on the pass. We also in this, I hate to do this to the racers because. They're doing stuff that I couldn't even dream of doing, right? Driving these cars. Even Mazepin. I couldn't even dream of it, right? Uh, but it's bought us. I mean, versus Hamilton. So it could have just been easy for Hamilton and Bottas made a mistake, you know? Good point. Yeah. I obviously, Valtteri Bottas is not my favorite driver on the grid. Yeah. But I don't know. I just at that moment, it just looking at it, just looking at it happen. I just, I just question. I go, you know, you know, transformers. You know, is there more that meets the eye here? Yeah. So let's get in to the final part of our podcast today. Let's get into the podium predictions for next week. For next week, we've got the Spanish Grand Prix. Classic track. Everybody's raced here. The Circuit de Barcelona, Catalonia. I think, uh, I don't know if, if this race is going to be super great, but, um, you know, it's a track where mostly everybody has raced on it before. So I hope we see at least some, some you know, some good qualifying. Uh, Chase, why don't you give me, who do you think is going to finish one, two, and three at the 2021 Spanish Grand Prix? That's tough, because uh, we saw it this week. Uh, we saw it last year at the Spanish Grand Prix, and mm-hmm. it's the safe option: Hamilton versus Verstappen, Bottas. I mean, but I don't want to do that because that's what I don't want it to be. It's it, the reason my my word of the day word for the race was bland. It's. One, I told my mom, I was like, that's the most disappointing top three I could, I could wake up to, you know? So I don't want to, I don't want to say that. So I'm going to go with, hmm, I'm going to go with Verstappen Hamilton. Maybe that's because I want it to be that. Ooh. Verstappen Hamilton. This is tough. Norse again, maybe. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Paris. Verstappen, Verstappen first, Hamilton second, and who are you picking in that third place? You got to pick one. Uh I'll go Paris. I'll I'll bet the money on Paris today. And Perez getting his first podium. Uh, I tend to agree with your first pick. I think Max uh, 
is quick on this track. Second is going to be Lando Norris. I think Lando Norris is going to surprise mm. you how quick he is on this, on this track. He was surprised. quick. He was quick last year. This I think he got his he got a fourth place here. He was quick at the Spanish Grand Prix last last in that shorter COVID season. Lando Norris in second, and Yuki Tsunoda is gonna get third place. That is that is a bold one. <laughs> Yuki Tsunoda is gonna pull. He's had experience on this track. He's raced on it in F two. He knows this track. Yuki Tsunoda had never raced on that Portugal Portugal track, so I I. I really wasn't watching him. This was, you know, he's still learning. He has never raced on this track, but he knows the Spanish Grand Prix track. Yuki Sonoda is going to gonna dazzle everyone and get third place. I'm calling it right here. You can bet. I'd bet $1,000 right now if I had that much money on That's Yuki Sonoda getting third place. I'm so confident in that pick. <laughs> well, I'll say this. If those are the race results... No matter where else anyone is on the grid, it's going to be interesting. It's if those two players can outplace Hamilton and Bottas and everybody else, this that'll be an interesting race. That'll be an interesting race. Those are some bold predictions right there. That's why, Chase, that's why I get paid the big bucks. You know, <laughs> I go out on a limb. You know, that's I say, fair. I say what's on my heart. And Yuki Sonoda getting third place would make my life so much better. All right, yeah. Chase. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, let's uh, let's enjoy the next race, huh? I agree. Let's. I uh, can't wait. It's next weekend, right? Uh, I believe so. And I will see you next time.